Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the CPO Marketing Genius Podcast. I've got a special guest for us. His name is Mike Ringel. Mike, welcome. Hi, very thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to be re- discussing a really important topic. And before we get into the questions, Mike, sure. if you can give us just a very high-level overview, a backstory, if, if you yeah. may. Yeah, thanks. So, hi, good morning. My name is Mike Ringel. I'm a uh, retired CPA. I started my career at Deloitte & Touche and was at BDO Seidman for a while and went out on my own. Started working with entrepreneurs and business owners in the mid-90s building support groups for them. So what we did was we brought entrepreneurs like yourself and your clients together in collaborative mastermind environments for them to talk to each other about the different issues and challenges in their business. And one of the things I discovered along the way is most business owners are so focused working in their business every day that they don't spend any time or minimum time working on their business. And today we're talking a little bit about um, exit planning strategies and exit planning as a strategic tool on why it's really important, not only for you to share this information with your clients, but also as an entrepreneur yourself, why it's important really starting to think about you know the end in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So let's dive right in. I mean, you know, one of the big questions that any entrepreneur business owner has is what's the value of my business? Right? I mean, it's interesting that most business owners, in fact, 98% of business owners don't know the value of their business, right? They know the value of their investments, their 401k, their IRA. They can just go online and get that. And, you know, today's market, watching it go down and up again. But most entrepreneurs don't know the value of their largest asset that they have, Mm. which is their business. Mm. And for most business owners, when they exit their business, right? They're going to need that capital to create income. And we'll talk about that later. And most business owners don't have a value of their business because it's expensive. It takes a lot of time, right? They have to, most of the time, they involve their CPA, right? Which is good for you because it increases fees. But most business owners are so focused on working in their business that they don't think about the value of their business. Now, there are financial tools that I have that I have access to where we can actually get that valuation. And I'll make an offer at the end for anybody who wants to get a free you know, business valuation report that consists of over 28 pages of not only the valuation, but also key performance indicators benchmarking you against other business owners in your industry. Now, some people know in the real estate market, if you want to find the value of your home, right, you can just go online to Zillow.com and type in your address, and they use big data that's already out there to Mm. get a really good estimation of what your business is worth. Well, we have the same type of program for business owners, right? Getting some financials, right? Which really only includes around three years tax returns and maybe a trial balance and a balance sheet and maybe an income statement. We can then use that to create the report. So, you know, it doesn't take long. It's not expensive. And once a business owner knows the value of their business, then what we can do is to talk about retirement income planning, right? Because most business owners get into business not only to make money, right, which is all about the cash flow, but they do it for a purpose. And we want to make sure that when they exit their business, they have enough money from their sale of the business to provide Mm. the income that they want to have for the rest of their life. So, 
It's really, really important. And 98% of business owners have no clue. They guesstimate, but they really don't know. Mm, yeah, so true. And, and maybe different to some extent for the accounting industry. There's some multi, you know, there's a certain multiple. Sure. But, you know, when we look at businesses across industries and other industries and, you know, maybe if it's a professional practice like a dental, there is a certain multiple there and so forth. But for the most part, you know, if there's a beauty salon or a manufacturing business, it's so challenging for the business owner to know what the value is of their biggest asset, their biggest it's yeah. been their baby, right? For so many years that they work and yet they don't have that. So, so that's good too. That, that's yeah. great what you just shared there. Second, I mean, a, a related question, follow-up question to that, Mike, is, you know, and I almost kind of know what you're going to say, but I want to ask you this question. Is sure. When should I begin thinking about exit planning or selling, you know, like thinking about when I'm going to sell it, what's the value of the business and that? Yeah, that, that, that's a great question. It comes up all the time. The analogy I like to use is when's, when is the best time to plant a bonsai tree? Mm-hmm. Right? 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? The second best day is today. You know, if you think about Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective people, he talks about thinking of the end in mind, right? So most business owners think about how to get into business, but rarely think about how they're going to get out. So the day after you start your business, or even beforehand should be part of your business plan, is to start thinking of the ways that you might want to get out of your business and what it might do for you. Like, and then you brought up a really great point, you know, for CPAs, you know, for sometimes dentists and sometimes lawyers, right? You need to think about the value of your business, which is your clientele. And if there's not a smooth handover between you and somebody else, a lot of times the business has no value, right? For example, I had a client who was in the medical field, passed away at an early age, and had over 5,000 patients. And the value of his business without a handover from one doctor to another was zero. Hmm. They sold Mm -hmm. the business for the equipment at a huge discount, but the clients had no value. Hmm. So as a CPA, if you're thinking about the value of your business, and I've heard the, the joke or not so funny joke, you know, when do CPAs retire? You know, when do lawyers retire? When do architects retire? You know, people in a small business, they retire when they die. And believe it or not, that's one of the exit strategies. And if you know that, it's okay. But how do you start planning for that moment, right? The other businesses that you mentioned, right, getting the valuation of the business as soon as possible, and being able to add value to it, is just going to help you. So I believe it should be started today. Mm, mm, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Why is exit planning so difficult? Why do people keep keep don't do this sooner than later? That's a great, great question. It's really difficult because um, number one, few financial professionals actually focus on it. Right. So mm. people who are in the financial industry, you know, focus on today. They really don't focus on tomorrow. I, I take that back. They focus on tomorrow, but they don't help business owners plan for that time when they're going to leave their business. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety and stress. I mean, you brought it up before. You know, whatever business you're in, whatever business you started, you started with a specific purpose. Most business owners is not just to create cash flow for themselves and their employees, but an underlying has a lot of meaning and it's their baby. And people have a hard time separating 
between you know what they built for 10, 20, 30 years. And the other problem is that they think it's worth more than it really is. So it's a hit to the ego, right? Mm. And what people don't understand is when it comes to selling anything, right? It doesn't matter what the valuation is. It's a matter of what somebody's willing to pay for it, mm-hmm. right? I had a Volvo S80 2010 with 215,000 miles on it. Loved, loved, loved this car. Mm. My wife hated it. To me, it was worth a ton of money. Mm-hmm. To the outside world, it cost me money to get rid of it, <laughs> right? right? So I was emotionally right. attached to it. Yeah. As most business owners are emotionally attached to their yeah. business. Yeah. The other challenge is there are a lot of family dynamics that come into play. So if you have a family business or you're going to transfer it from one family member to another, from a parent to a child, what about the children that aren't involved in the business? You know, I was working with a client who had one son in the business who added value to the business and two children who were doing something else. So now the business owner says, well, if I transfer the business to my son who's in the business, what do I leave the other children? Do I Hmm. leave them the same amount? Do I leave them less? It can cause a lot of stress and anxiety, Mm. right? And finally, as I mentioned before, it's typically going to be the largest financial transaction of an entrepreneur's life. Mm. And there's no dress rehearsal and you only get one shot at it, right? So, you know, I was working with a business owner for the last five years and we had a valuation, we added value. He was what I call exit ready. Like he wasn't looking to leave his business, but somebody came along and made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And so now he started feeling a lot of stress and anxiety. Well, I'm selling my business. You know, what is my life going to look like? What am I going to do? Right. Because they've been doing this for 30 years. But more importantly, is that we need to start thinking about tax ramifications. We need to start thinking about what life was going to look like. And his fears, if he got it wrong, what would that implication be for his family? So there's a lot of emotion and a lot of things that business owners need to think about when it comes to exiting their business. And you know the planning is pretty difficult. And that's why a lot of financial advisors really stay away from this type of work. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. It's such a and, you know, really for the CPA listening to this, it, this is an important conversation to have with your business clients is exit planning. And, you know, for the reasons Mike is sharing here, they've got a, so much emotional attachment. And it's like when you're so, in, you know, so emotionally attached to it, it becomes difficult for them to think about it, to even talk about it. And if we, yeah. if the CPA can really have these conversations and get their client, your business owner, client, you know, used to, you know, getting them comfortable talking about it, you know, this can be really, really helpful to them. Talk about making a difference for a client. This is a topic that really gives you that opportunity to make a difference. You're already making a difference for your clients. This is a great opportunity to make even a bigger, a bigger difference. Mike, what is the gap? So, so the gap is the way I define it is the difference between what a business owner has on his personal balance sheet to create income for him or his family or her when they retire versus what they desire, right? So they have the personal balance sheet, they've got the business balance, what they want, and the gap is the difference between the two. And will the net proceeds of the sale of the business fulfill that gap, Mm. right? So if a business owner needs or wants $200,000 a year for the rest of his life or her life, and they have a certain amount of assets on the balance sheet, Will the net proceeds from the sale of the business be able to fill that gap? And most of the time, the answer is no. So therefore, we need to talk about what are the 
strategies to add value to the business such that when you do leave your business, right, that number will be able to provide that cash flow. For example, Mm. that that client I just mentioned, right, we worked for five years, he got an offer, we did some cash flow planning, and, you know, he was confident that when he got his check, not only what he was going to do with it, but that he would be okay for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great segue into my next question. Sure. You know, what are the value drivers that can increase the value of a business? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, they come in all different forms. Like, for example, you know, working with your key employees, right? Providing not just benefits that are typical, which are, you know, the 401k, the health insurance, et cetera, but how do you create value for your key employees such that should your business be transferred, that they're locked in, right? Mm. We've heard of golden handcuffs, right? So that the buyer knows that should you, the business owner, leave the business, Mm. that the key employees who are generating revenue have a financial desire to stay through the transition, Mm. right? And we could do that with non-qualified deferred compensation. We could do that with a lot of different ways, but locking in your top people is one of the things to think about. How do you add more value? is you make sure that your client base is really, really well diversified and not one client actually has a majority of the income for your business. For example, a client of mine, his number one client was about 40% of the revenue of his company. And thank goodness he started to diversify into other clients because that number one, that biggest client declared bankruptcy unexpectedly. Hmm. Right. And kind of like through his whole business, you know, thank goodness he diversified to other clients. So you need to take a look at your client roster, figure out what percentage of income or revenue your top clients have, and make sure that you expand. I think number three, you need to build systems, right? Most businesses don't have systems, right? And systematizing your business is really a great way to add value. There was a gentleman who wrote a book called Built to Sell. He has a great, great story. And you could just buy it on Amazon for a couple bucks. Yeah, it's Um, a great book. John Verillo. You've read it, right? Read it. And yeah, I've interviewed him on a podcast and so forth or one of my programs. But yeah, Yeah. great guy. It's awesome. So he took a service business and he productized it. If I believe it was a graphic design business. And he worked with them to productize their offer so that he really had something to sell when he was able to sell the business. So creating systems. We talk about, I'm sure you've talked about and read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah. Right? Building a business as if you were going to franchise it so somebody has something to purchase, Mm. right? Even in the CPA business, right? How do you productize Mm. and systematize your business so that if somebody said, I want to buy your business, they have something tangible to buy? Yeah. And a turnkey business is more valuable, right? Because there is longevity with it, right? It's not attached to the owner. The owner leaves, as you, you know, earlier on, you mentioned, right? If the owner leaves, there's no retention like this. If there's no retention, then you're selling furniture and equipment and that, which isn't the value, right? The value is the recurring income from the clients. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, if you go back to the business valuation again, it's all about cash flow. You know, as a CPA, you talk to your clients about cash flow, right? Mm. The world lives in cash flow, you know, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And if the business doesn't have the cash flow, well, then it has a lower valuation. If it has a lower valuation and the business owner can't sell it, 
for a lot of money, you know, to fill that gap, then they're going to have problems. And like you said, you know, how do you add value? I mean, I have friends of mine who own a business and they left to a conference for a week and, you know, their business is continually to grow and operate. And you now granted, they're in a franchise unit, right? So if you're a business owner, you think about how do I franchise my business without franchising my business? That's where the value is. Mm, that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Love and that. And that's why franchises are so successful is, you know, people want to go and buy a system, mm. implement the system, add value, and then sell mm. the system, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So I think, I believe you mentioned like three value drivers. Just kind of give us a quick recap of what those three are. Sure. Value drive number one is to lock in your top or key employees, mm-hmm. right? So if the business owner or the buyer knows that your top salespeople, your top operation people are not going to leave because they're financially incentivized to stay upon the transfer, Yeah, that actually adds value to your business. Correct. Right. What's our second one? Number two is you want to make sure that your top and your, you want to make sure that your client base is really well diversified. You want to make sure that your top two, three, four or five clients don't account for more than five or 6% of the total revenue. Mm. Right. Cause if you, if it were, if it's more and you lose a top client or two in a year, that significantly decreases the value of your business because it's all based on cash flow. Number three is to systematize. Got it. Right? Build systems so that it adds value to your business. And then an owner comes in, they're not just buying your client base, but they're buying your system and process. Yeah. And that adds value to your business, which then leads into more money for you on the sale better retirement, more money, and financial confidence. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, the two biggest assets in any business are, you know, clients and employees, right? And you kind of, you shared those as the first two drivers, which is super, super good. And then the third is, you know, putting a system around it, you know, create a franchise prototype, product, productize the business, even though it may be a service, but it becomes the turnkey business that anyone, it becomes very attractive. A turnkey business is attractive because it's a business that runs on its own without the owner becoming too involved, without them giving their their life to the business. Wow, this is so good, Mike. Uh, Really, I mean, good stuff, good information, good strategies you've shared with us. I'm looking at the clock. We are kind of at the tail end. Okay, great. What did I miss? What should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? Sure. That's a great question. So there are three domains, right? When it comes to exit planning, they're really important in your business, right? Number one is to protect. It's your biggest asset. So how do you protect it, right? And protection comes in a lot of different ways. And we could talk about, you know, buy-sell agreements and what happens to an owner if he's not here. It's the greatest source of cash flow. So how do you protect the cash flow of the business, right? Focus on growing your business, most business owners I talk to aren't ready to exit the business today, right? They're eventually going to have to leave. And there are only three ways that you could leave a business, right? You could sell it to an insider, could be an employee, could be a family member. There are pros and cons to both. You could sell it to an outsider or you could hold it till death. And all of those are fine. You just need to plan for it and choose which one you're on, path you're on now. And it could change at any time. And all roads lead to an exit. Look, there's 100% certainty, right? Your business owners are going to leave their business someday, 100%, right? Either they're going to leave on their terms or they're going to die with the business. Mm. 100% certainty. Correct. And, 
And since all roads lead to an eventual exit, it's really important to spend the time to realize the value of your life's work, which is the value of the business. So protect, grow, and eventually exit your business. Wow, that's so good. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? A CPA listening to this and says, yeah, this is good stuff, man. I want to keep in touch or what, what, what do you have? That would be great. So my cell phone, right? So contact me directly is 917-734-4748. Send me an email at M-R-I-N-G-E-L at strategiesforwealth.com, all spelled out, strategiesforwealth.com. And send me an email, send me a text, be more than happy to provide any of your clients a free business valuation report, like I mentioned. So you can add value just by calling me and we can talk about how to get that report and go over it with them. So I wanted to make it easy. I wanted to offer something for free to everybody. And hopefully you got some value from our conversation today. Of course. Thank you so much, Mike. Really, really appreciate it. That's good. Thanks, Tony. Nice to see you again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the CPA Marketing Genius Podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them at cpamarketinggenius.simplecast.com or on your favorite podcast directory. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Salim and CPA Marketing Genius, please visit cpamarketinggenius.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the CPA Marketing Genius Podcast.